I'm Brooks Gray, and you're listening to Accidental Theology, a podcast about theology and worship. Today, we're going to discuss emotions in worship. Welcome back to another episode. I'm glad you're with me. If you are a faithful listener and you've been listening every week, week in, week out, never missing an episode, you may be thinking to yourself, hey, it feels like uh, maybe we missed a week in there. And you would be correct in your assumption. I failed to release a new podcast episode last week, um, but I'm glad you're here this week. And if you didn't notice, uh, even better. I guess my feelings are hurt a little bit, but hey, the show must go on. Just to give you a glimpse into why I missed last week, and it will actually lead us into what we're talking about this week. This past weekend, I was put in charge of putting a band together from several churches in our area and and leading a big D-Now gathering over the weekend that happens every year where I serve. And we had over a thousand students and leaders gathering, and um, so I led worship Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday morning. And um, so it wasn't just that I'm super lazy and failed to release a podcast because I'm a terrible person. That's part of the reason, but the other reason is I was—I feel like I haven't stopped until now sitting down to do to do this episode. But I wanted to get us back on track. And I also had the privilege this uh, this week as well to lead a worship service in my hometown, another student gathering. It was just a few student pastors that decided, hey, we should just get together and have a worship service, and none of us really know what to expect, but let's uh, let's kick it off. So it was, a, it was exciting for me to see the large gathering, uh, the D-Now, that kind of started the exact same way with just a few student pastors getting together and saying, hey, Let's let's worship. Let's lead by example in our community and come together as the church and and just have a weekend of worship. And that's kind of what took place in my hometown is just a few student pastors, a little smaller gathering. But it, it's exciting to see that, you know, what they're starting may one day blossom into um, what, what we see at the church I serve. Not that it's all about numbers and how many people you can fit in a room, but it's exciting because that's an event our students look forward to every year um, just spending the weekend with, with each other and worshiping together and playing games and, and staying in people's homes host homes and stuff so yeah it was a great week busy busy weekend and a busy week but it's been phenomenal and as I was leading worship this past weekend and, and this week as well I uh, I began to to think about you know some of the conferences I have been to in the past, and even as a student, and even uh, several years after being a student as an adult, going to some of these conferences and maybe uh, uh, concerts to to these bands that travel that are from churches and these worship teams and just have uh, nights of worship, going to these events and even thinking myself and and hearing the the phrase thrown around quite a bit that man. Worship was so good. You know, what you, would you like about this week? Well, the worship was awesome. And so for this week's episode, I kind of got to thinking, you know, it, that seems to be the case a lot of times at, at a large event. Not always. There's people that don't really care for the worship. Maybe they're like, no, nah, it was too loud or too many lights or too much smoke or whatever, whatever you want to throw in there. But a lot of people come away uh, saying, man, the worship was great. The worship was awesome. And so I thought, hey, how do you have that 
worship conference feeling when your church band just maybe is not as good. Now, I'm very fortunate to be serving where I'm at and have some super talented individuals and they just knock it out of the park each week. Um, but I have been in, in, in churches and, and growing up and serving different places where the music is not terrible, but it's not a conference band, let's be honest, you know, because you got like great musicians that are usually up there on stage and everything seems well put together and whatnot. But how do you have that conference feeling that conference worship feeling when you're back at home in your own church with your with your own people and it's you know what you're expecting week in and week out so like i said i'm guilty of saying yeah the worship was great the band was phenomenal it was awesome um just as much as the next person and i kind of got to thinking this week well you know what what makes us say that what is it that we look at or we experience and say yeah the worship was great and the answer a lot of times is that it it moved us emotionally now that is not a bad thing um there was a time in my life where i really struggled with this you know am i is it just all emotions am i being too emotions and i had a I was having a talk with a guy one time, and uh, believe it or not, he was a non-believer. He grew up in church, but at this point in his life, he had uh, kind of stepped away from the church and gotten to a point in his life where he didn't really acknowledge God. And I'm not going to say that he was an atheist, but yeah, he was just out of church. And I remember having a conversation with him one time about this. I, I don't even know how it got brought up or why we were talking about it, but just talking to him about, you know, I, I always try to be careful not to make worship just this emotional thing, you know, and how sometimes I can even feel guilty about it if I if it gets to that point. And he said something to me that kind of changed my perspective. And it's interesting how God can use individuals, even those individuals that are not pursuing him, that are, wouldn't put themselves in the Christian, quote unquote, um, park, if you will. Um, but he, he said, you know, I guess you could look at it as God gave you those emotions, so what what's wrong with using them to worship him? And when he said that, I was just immediately like immediately thought, you know, you're right. Like God did give us these emotions. God made us emotional beings and and gave us spirits and it's funny how we interact with things a lot of times, but yeah, God gives us those emotions. So inherently there's nothing wrong with emotions in worship and um, that was a moment that kind of just stuck in my head and you know one of those moments I thought yeah you're right Uh, you kind of just really changed my mind on how I think about that and how I'm so guarded against it when really maybe God wants me to use those emotions to experience um, you know communion with him and relationship with him but here's what we have to be careful with we we can't get to a point where that's all worship is and I have another great friend who um was ministering to to a guy that he used to play with a lot and um, who kind of bounced around from church to church and never really seemed to get settled. He would stay somewhere for a little bit and then moved on to somewhere else. And, and I overheard a conversation, or he may have been telling me about the conversation, but I heard him say one time, you know, that because of what what we did, we traveled and, and led worship and had all these great experiences. But he made the comment to his friend who had, was just bouncing around church to church, and he said, you know, we, we've got to stop looking for an experience in our worship. We can't just go always wanting to feel a certain thing when we go to worship because eventually we'll just get to a point where we don't care about it and we're ready to move on to the next thing. And 
And I'm reminded of Romans chapter 10 when Paul is writing, and he's in the previous chapter, he was writing about, he finished the chapter by talking about Israel's unbelief. And in Romans chapter 10, verse 1, he says that his heart's desire and his prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. And then he goes on to say that he bears them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. And so I have... I have this inking suspicion that that may be the boat that a lot of us are in. Like we have a zeal for God where we want to be passionate in our worship and we want to sing loud and raise our hands and do these, do these things. And, and if we're not careful, it can become all about that. It, It can be all about that feeling we have at a conference or an event or when we're around a lot of believers and there's this phenomenal these phenomenal musicians on stage and you know everything just seems to click and the sound is great and and we say worship was great and there's nothing wrong with any of that like I love being those um, those situations those scenarios and even I've been on both sides you know in the audience and on stage and and it's just an amazing thing you know if I'm leading in a situation like that, I'm probably a terrible leader. But as there's so many times that I would just assume listen to this body of of believers lift their voices and sing than me standing up there at a microphone and you know having them listen to me sing. But there's something powerful about when we come together and when we're unified in our worship, and it's it's not about well we're singing. Um, these songs because this is what we always sung and this is what this service is about at my church and you know that's all we're going to sing and um, or whatever the case may be but when we have a, a zeal for God but we we don't have you know it's not according to knowledge it goes back to what Jesus told the woman at the well you know there's coming a day where the true worshipers will worship in spirit and truth they'll not only worship with emotions and have have our hearts in it, but they'll also worship in the knowledge of truth. And so my helpful advice for today's podcast is if you're in a place where, you know, maybe you're in a church that you feel like the worship is, uh, for a lack of better words, dry. I think everybody will know what I mean when I say that. If the worship just feels like, man, it's not there. It's just like, you know, I don't know if it's the sound or our musicians just aren't as talented as, you know, some of these other phenomenal bands that are out there traveling the world, these professional musicians, and it's just hard for me to get into it, and I'm being overly critical. Um, My heart and my challenge for you is that when you have those moments that you'll come to, you'll start relying on the truth of what Scripture says and, and that we're called to lift our voices and sing and and we can fix our eyes and fix our attention on god even when everything's not perfect in in a worship service maybe you're you're on the other end where you go to a church where it's just you're the musicians are like off the charts and everything you know seems to be like amazing every sunday don't let it become about chasing an experience chasing an emotional experience because God has called us to to worship Him in in spirit, in truth, with zeal, but also in the knowledge of truth, and that's a hard question to ask yourself. You know, when you're when you look at what you do week in and week out, when you're with your church body, your family of believers, you know how 
how is it you're responding to God? Is it all emotional? Is it all, you know, or is it, does it lack any emotion at all? And it, you're just, everything you're doing is critical and you're really dissecting the words on the screen, which I'm not opposed to at all. I probably lean more towards that side of the spectrum than the being all emotional side. But yeah, you're just overly critical and it's hard for you to express it emotionally. Maybe pray that God would would help you, show you what it looks like to worship Him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, with everything that you are, including your emotions. And may the truth of what you know just spill out and overflow. And, And maybe it's raising your hands. Maybe it's, you know crying and worse i don't know what those emotions may look like and frankly probably a lot of us don't know what they would look like but being open to just um allowing god to receive glory through our worship whatever that may look like so if you find yourself being overly critical in worship know that it's not about you it's not about what i want or you know how i think it should be your sound or how good the band should be and you know, how many notes they can play or anything like that. But it's not about us. It's about bringing honor and glory to God. So if you're just coming right off of a big event like I am, a big conference event, and you're thinking about going back to your church and you may be thinking to yourself, this is not going to be near as good, don't let that inhibit you from expressing your worship like you did at that conference because a lot of times congregations will need somebody to lead by example you know not just the people on stage but but those who are sitting in the seats as well can be leaders for those around them and whatever role you may be playing my prayer is that you will be able to leave each and every week your worship gathering with your your church family and say yeah worship was great It was great because it wasn't about me. It wasn't about anyone else. It was about the one who made us. It was about the one who saved us and the one who sent his son and and the Holy Spirit that was just with us in the room. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I will try not to miss any more weeks. I can't make any promises, but I will try my best. Yeah. And I I know if you were with me the previous episode, I made mention that I was going to have a special guest. But yeah, it didn't work out. He was supposed to be with me last week, but our schedules just couldn't work out and um, couldn't do it this week. And it's not looking like we'll be able to do it next week. I'll still have an episode next week, but hopefully in two weeks, we will have our first guest on Accidental Theology. And it's going to be a good episode. I hope you have a phenomenal week and your worship experience this Sunday is great. God bless. Thank you.